Hi, I'm Jane, and together with Jodes, we are two proud feminists passionate about female empowerment. This podcast is our take on the real conversations, real issues, and real challenges we must stay focused on if we're going to inspire the next generation of female leaders, managers, and entrepreneurs to pick up the baton and continue the journey to equality. But be warned, there will be rants and the odd profanity, but mainly just lots of curious conversations, uplifting stories, great guests, and food for thought on the path we still have to travel. It is clear that our young girls need us to harness our gumption and to use our voices now to make the changes we all know need to happen. It's time to be a pioneer, not a passenger. To paraphrase the famous words, of a female game changer, Hollywood's iconic Bette Davis. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Jane and Joe's On One, Series 2, would you believe, Episode 5. And today we're talking about bias in the big picture, if you like, in the, in the kind of political, economic and social picture. Last episode, if you remember, we talked about the justice system and how it constantly lets us down in relation to violence and sexual um, assault against women. Uh, But today we're talking about much greater and wider bias. So we need to be lawmakers. We need to be policy creators. We need to have the personal capital to effect real change. Yeah, it's a hot topic, this one, isn't it? So it's definitely, when you start to take it broader than just the justice system and you start to open your eyes to some of the ways that this shows up, you see an awful lot more than you did before you uh, lifted the lid on it, don't you? Yeah, it is. It's scary. It is, totally. So, um, you know, we thought, actually, let's let's spend a little bit of time before we uh, kind of start looking at what needs to happen to make the changes that will keep us going towards equity. Actually, why why representation matters? Now, we're going to specifically look at this through the lens of gender, naturally. You know, at the top line level, this is about representation of women. But it is important to kind of keep in mind throughout this episode, I won't make a point of repeating it over and over again, but it is about diversity in that representation. So yes, about women, but also about women from different backgrounds, different cultures, you know, whether that's black women, Asian women, uh, gay women, you know, that, that that's not an exhaustive list, but that's equally as important when we talk about this topic in terms of representation. Now, an organisation that does a lot of work around representation is the Fawcett Society. And actually, in kind of doing a little bit of research for today's episode, um, they've done quite a lot of work around why this matters. And some of the reasons aren't as obvious as the ones that would immediately jump to mind. So I thought it'd be really, really useful for us to talk through some of these, because actually what's in there um, links a lot to some of the examples the real life examples that most of us will have heard about have come across in the news in the media um and so yeah these the seven seven that i want us to kind of work through and discuss today so you know top of the shop is really thinking about well at an obvious level 
how many women are there in let's even if we just take this country the uk how many women are there compared to men i wonder if people would know the answer yeah i'd hope so to that because well it might be surprising to you it might not but there are more women than men in this country mm. we make up 52 percent of the population so yeah. we're the majority. We are the majority. We're the majority, but we're marginalised, yes. which is the big dilemma, isn't it? So we are the majority population, but we are the marginalised. Yeah. I mean, we've got a couple of statistics didn't yeah. we, about in terms Absolutely. of some of these institutions, yeah. we'll just yeah. call them for now. Well, you know, the majority of big institutions are controlled and presided over by white privileged men. Yeah. It's quite a big statement that. i know it, it actually feels it makes me a little bit uncomfortable it? to yeah. say it sometimes yeah. so across business politics health um education the media um you know that they are they can they control it they make all the decisions so if we look at our political structure mm -hmm. which you know is to be quite important to all of us and we look at who controls that house of lords house of commons so let's look at the house of lords this is an institution of power. Yeah. This is where decisions are made. This is where laws are passed and thrown out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These, this, and this group of people is 75% white men. Now that's, a, that's high, yeah. isn't it? 6% from minority ethnic background and less than 20, 25% women. So, if we look at the House of Commons, you think, well, that might be slightly different because that's where the MPs sit, isn't it? Again, only a third are women. Uh, and even less of these women actually have a seat around the cabinet. Yeah. So that is very poor representation. The imbalance in play across our political structure is pretty concerning. And, you know, these are the people who vote on new laws, who appoint police and crime commissioners, who influence all our education policies and our health priorities. Yeah. So it's black and white, that, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, 52% of the population is made up of women. Across those, it's clear to see there's a very wide yes, discrepancy absolutely. and a bit of a big gap. And it, we could say the same, couldn't we, about corporate organisations mm -hmm. in terms of mm -hmm. women on the board. Yep. You know, and you get some stats that will show you that, oh, it's on the increase. And what, we're about 33% of women um, like on the board. But actually, when you peel the lid back on that a bit, they're not all in exec roles, no, are they? Yeah. They're, they're non-execs. Non so they're not in the position of power, no, are they? are not we're making the big decisions. We're talking about power here yeah yeah we're talking about power to change power to influence and as much as you know being a non-exec is a great step mm -hmm. and there are some amazing non-exec men and women it's not their kind of executive seat of power no is it? definitely not definitely not so that's kind of top of the shop reason number one of why representation matters um secondly though it's about decision making. So, you know, a lot of the work that the Fawcett Society have done really does shine a light on the fact that decision making improves when there is representation and diversity involved in that. I mean, a couple of things that they quote in there are particularly around the whole childcare thing in mm, Norway. Mm. You know, a, a huge number of women were part in those decision making yeah. policies around how childcare has been improved in Norway and even things like some of the big 
projects in India, I think one of the ones they quote there is around the drinking water project. Mm -hmm. You know, they are all linked to higher levels of female representation. Yeah. yeah. So naturally, that's another big reason for wanting to make sure that, that we do have representation in these places. The big one for me, though, is number three, and that is around um, how women's priorities are considered mm, or, um, not. or not as the case yeah, may be yeah you know i think one very close to us um and, and very recent and relevant would be around women's health care yeah. you know when you actually have a look at who's making the decisions around women women's health care who's putting the data together yeah. to help make those decisions yeah. and who are the people involved in the testing of some of the things that they then implement for, yeah. or not for women's health care they're not women yeah yeah you know and it's like hello um, hello you know it's like the obvious it is a bit it's so it? obvious it's like you can't decide if a drug or is suitable mm. or not for women mm. when you tested it on men yeah yeah you know absolutely. your data sample isn't even mm. a female data mm. sample mm. you know and so that applies to other things outside of healthcare, but whether another big one was around violence yeah you know um even if we look at kind of COVID, the yeah. times around COVID, when some of the select committee were making decisions about things that needed to be implemented to help us move through COVID, well, lo and behold, domestic violence rates went through the roof. And actually, probably a big part of that was down to the fact that there weren't enough women, women. Yeah. in that decision-making yeah. process. Because yeah. um, if there were, the women would have said, hey, hey up, guys. <laughs> Hey, up, guys! You're locking these. You're locking people up in their own home long term here, yeah. under pressure, under stress. I think we need to be ready for a rise in domestic violence. And what might we do about that? Let's get a plan Absolutely. A and a plan B ready. Absolutely, and nothing was done until it became a crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one for me, again, relating to girls, is you know this this failure to act on the increase in sexual assault and rape in schools amongst young girls. And we knew about that as early as 2016. Yeah. You know, the Women in Equality Select Committee presented the problem to government and made 30 recommendations as what needed to happen now to stop this, and the government ignored it because there wasn't enough women in the room sat around that table to fight that, yeah. to say, right, we need to do something about this. It was written off. It's just trend that. It'll, it'll disappear. And here we are in 2023 and it's a crisis. Seven years later. Yeah, it's a crisis. And actually, not a lot of women know about that. And I'll t I know that for sure because just last week, mm -hmm. I was sat around a table having dinner with a group of women and I was sharing with them some of yes. the statistics yes. that we talk about yeah, a lot in Girls Out Loud. Yeah. And they their jaws hit the table. They couldn't believe it. A lot of these women had da have daughters who were 12, 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. They were now thinking, oh, my God, I had no idea. Mm. So not only were there no women around the table or not enough women around the table to participate in that, but in that government you know being like mm. oh well you know it'll probably blow over mm. it's also hushed it yeah yeah it's not yeah. got out into yeah. mainstream yeah. and actually domains. this kind of behavior is working because it's you know women women have to be 
really strong to enter politics, yeah. don't they? Oh, my God. Really strong it, because they get trolled, they get death threats, yeah. they get rape threats, mm -hmm. they get told to get back and bake a cake and get in the kitchen and they, they don't belong here. Um, they get attention for all the wrong reasons. It's the way, ooh, look at the way Angela Rayner talks or, you know, look what such, what such a like. wearing or, oh, look how she walks, look how she danced in that that thing, she was stupid. Um, you know, they get, they get attention for all the wrong things and it's really hard and the system that they're going into is the same system in place even before they could vote yeah there's been no shift no development um you know if you've got children you've still got to go and vote at ridiculous hours in london you can't get out of it you know there are stories of women like you know who were delaying their cesarean section because they had to go and vote yeah. for something um you know otherwise their job would have been on the line i mean the whole thing is archaic yeah and it hasn't moved forward no but i don't think we notice it it's almost that normal that we don't necessarily see it as an issue mm -hmm. and, then, and, and then you know we when we do get a female prime minister, and we've had two, and for, you know we're way ahead on that because most Western countries, I mean, like look at America, not had one. Um, we vilify them, we absolutely vilify them, and we put them under a microscope. And every little decision they make, we pull to pieces. Yeah, we're not doing that with the guys. Well, and actually, when they've come in and picked up a load of shit that the bloke left behind, yeah. Yeah. You know, even yeah. if we just take David Cameron yeah. and Theresa May, yeah. he was like, oh, well, yeah. that oh, didn't turn whoops. out the way I wanted it whoops. to, so I'm going to go. Ya. Right then, Theresa, off yeah. you pop with yeah. all of that. Yeah, see what you can make of that. And she, you know, did, she didn't have a cat and else yeah. chance from, yeah. the, go, from no. the offset with no. that. No, she didn't. You know, she was set up, wasn't she, really? Yeah. She was set up. Yeah. So and it's a very, very hard profession to enter. And yet we need to be in it. We need to be in that space because that's the that's the seat of power. But it's so hard to enter. And, and like you were saying, you know, we need to see look, people like us. Yeah. That's what democracy yeah. is. It is. And there's a couple of points actually made in this within these seven reasons. The next two are about, number one, cross-party working, which really doesn't happen, no. does it? Oh, All no. they do is slate each does other it? and dig at each other and yeah. try to make each other look stupid yeah. or highlight their slip-ups or yeah. faux pas. You know, I get on by making somebody else look shit. Yeah, so it covers up my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when actually what is needed more than ever is some collaboration and, you know, definitely in my opinion, and I've read plenty around it, but actually out of the two genders yeah for me it comes more naturally to women to so collaborate we, yeah. i'm not saying men can't collaborate no, but we see it in everything don't we, we? do we're we good we're good at it yeah. it's an innate characteristic yeah. for yeah. us to come together and work together yeah. a little bit more yeah. and so and it encourages men to do that as well so when you know that's part of our skill that we bring to the table yeah. and when we bring that to the table they go oh yeah Let's do that. Yeah, that that's and what they're bringing to the table is a far more competitive streak, you know. And actually, we need that as well. 
Yeah. We need that as well. It's not that but it's, that's not natural to us, it's natural to them. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be one or the no. other, does it? It's about no, the best of everything. It's that balance. But without that balance, you've got too much competition mm -hmm. and, and and not enough collaboration. And if it was all collaboration, we'd end up in hung parliaments, hung parliaments yeah. all the time. And that's not the way to go, neither, is it? So we need both of those skill sets, yeah. as we've always talked about. One's not better than the other, they're, they're different. different and they work together. That's yeah. the whole point. And if you've got one set missing then you're not making effective balanced harmonious decisions yeah. it's valuing diversity mm -hmm. isn't it mm -hmm. and I, you know use that word in every sense of its term mm -hmm. you know that's what makes things successful mm -hmm. but uh, we tend to recruit clones of ourselves yeah. in whatever we do yeah so there's that there's about the cross-party working piece but uh, the other part of that around having women particularly in political positions is that it encourages other women to participate. Yeah. So yeah. I know we were mentioning about voting, actually. Yeah. Seeing more women in political positions encourages more women to come out and vote. Yeah. Where you and I have both spoken to people who like, can't be asked. No, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know don't. who to vote for, so I'm not going to bother. And it makes my blood boil. Yeah. It's like, do you know what women did to get you that opportunity? Yeah. I don't care if you don't know at this point. Do a little bit of reading and go for your best shot. Yeah. You know, make an informed decision on what you've got. But please don't don't sacrifice your right to vote. Absolutely. Um, and even just coming forward with issues, mm. having women in those uh, roles makes it easier mm. for other women to speak up. Yeah, absolutely. And come with their issues absolutely. and the things that they would like to mm. see change on. Yeah. Um, and this goes for companies more. as well. You know, I know we're talking about the political the process yeah. but the system is also about the system is also the organization you work for yeah. you know the system is where you go is where you get your health care it's what schools your kids are at the system is much bigger than this and we need to see women in the system we need to see head teachers that are female yeah you know we need to see um chief execs of nhs trust that are female we need to see chief executive officers that are female because you know when you see people that look like you you're going to think, oh, well, that's possible. Yeah. Oh, and I know that that's, you know, we're talking about a fair place to work. If you know, if you see the women, you know, I always say to women, ask the questions before you accept the job. How yeah. do women perform here? Yeah. You know, um, what's your, what are the stats? Um, what happens with sexual harassment? Do you have a zero tolerance mentality on it? Ask these questions yeah. because these are all very relevant and acceptable questions ask the same questions of the school that you're going to send your daughter to yeah you need to be asking them now ask the question shouldn't be just about you know what are your pass rates on your, on your um exams so how are you going to what's your wellness strategy like mm -hmm. you know what are your stats around sexual assault yeah bullying you know what do you do about that what's your strategy you know, oh, well, we don't bother because it's a trend. Well, my kid's not coming then. Yeah. You know, so we need to be, we have a right to ask these questions. But if we see more women in these seats of power, it gives us more comfort, doesn't Definitely. it? Definitely. And it gives us more confidence to ask the questions. Yeah, yeah. So the last couple that kind of cropped up in here about why, why it's important, why representation matters is... It does enhance democracy, mm -hmm. you know, keep, it, and actually research has shown that both men and women consider any kind of institution or organisation 
that is uh, more gender equal to be fairer. Yeah, that's what I was just and saying. And that's the yeah. word for me in that. It's not so much about democracy, because like we mentioned earlier, you don't want to, you don't want to go too far the wrong way, because then you don't get anywhere. Yeah. But actually, it's about the fairness for me yeah. that really shines yeah. in that one. Um, and the last point being around, um, it does give better diversity of experience in decision-making. So what I mean by that is, um, I mean, you had a cracking example of this, mm. didn't you? Is is that it's not about being the token female yeah. Yeah. on the board yeah. or in this certain Tick in the place. Box. Tick the box. Tick the box. Yeah. I mean, I have been a token um, female on a couple of boards. And, you know, the, the classic comment from the guys is always like, well, Jane, you're a woman. What do you think we should do about that? And I'm like, well, you're right. I am a woman. I'm glad you've noticed that. However, I only am one woman yeah. who has one set of experiences, one set of beliefs, one set of values. Um, and I can give you my opinion, but I can't speak for 52% of the population. No. I can only give you my opinion. They need a broader sample. Yes. Than this. And my a opinion is only based on my experience. And my experience is going to be very different to the next woman that sits next to me. Yeah. So we need more of me. We need yeah. more women around here with different views, different life life choices yeah um different experiences and then you can ask all of us and get a completely different yeah. idea totally totally yeah. so you know if you've never really thought about that before then i hope that's really kind of insightful to really see why it matters it's not just about us banging the women's drum about saying oh we need more women it's not about that at all it has real tangible benefits yeah. to everybody not just to us as yeah. women yeah you know, for all minority groups um, and for all men. Absolutely. You know, we all get better outcomes when there is more diversity. Absolutely. We work we work better as a team than we do on our own. We're supposed to do that. Mm. It's biology. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're supposed to do that. Um, you know, and we have these different skill sets that we bring to the table. And, you know, the jury's already out on this. You know, businesses perform better with balanced boards. Yeah. You know, it's proven it's proven, you know, so why are we not doing it? Yeah. Why are we not doing it? You know, I kind of challenge you to look around the institutions that you engage with, maybe where you work, maybe your suppliers, maybe your clients, your customers, where your, um, kids, go where your kids go to school, and just look at that representation. Um, you know, because if you're willing to look, you'll find exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. If you don't want to look and you want to stay in denial, that's also your choice. Yeah. Yeah, but if you look, you'll find it. And it's fair to say that we are making inroads. You know, if you look to where we were 30 years ago or 60 years ago or 100 years ago, you'd be very happy. You know, you're, the, the world that we live in is nothing like our grandparents, mm -hmm. nothing like it. You know, in fact, the, the way most women live now, our grandparents, particularly our grandmother, would be like, wouldn't even understand no. it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean to say that we're done yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah, it doesn't mean to say we're done. You know, we're not doing enough and we're not doing it fast enough. And and for me, the whole reason that I wanted to do this podcast is because I do believe there's a little bit of apathy and complacency setting in amongst yeah. women. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people trying to convince others that we have equality. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get, message, I get messages on social media all the time going, Oh, what are you doing this women's only event for? You've got equality, haven't you? And you're like, what rock have you been under? Because no. Yeah, yeah. And they don't get the idea that it's not just about equality. Yeah. 
we can only have equality when we've got equity yeah. and we're we're a fair way out on yeah, that one. We are, and, and we are for girls as well. And the thing is, when women do step up and step into their power and speak, they're seen as really quite maverick or very unusual or really, brave. really courageous and brave. And everybody else is going, oh, well, she's just so courageous. And for me, we're all courageous. We yeah. all have that in us. And we need to just see that as that's what we have to do. That's what we do. Don't build it up. Don't into build it up than into it this is. huge thing because yeah. then, then a you won't do it, and b nobody else will do it. Yeah. And the second thing about that is, if somebody does do it and you agree with them and you admire them, get behind them. Yeah. Don't sit there going, "Oh my God, she's a bit brave." Isn't yeah, she? I'm not. Saying I won't be doing. I'm not saying anything or looking the other way or walking out the room. You know, pat her on the back and say, "I'm with you there, Jodes. I'm with you." And do you need any support doing that? I'm with you because that's what we need to start doing. And that's what we need to start teaching our, our kids, the next generation. And when you do see these things work as like campaigns and, and you see sisterhood kicking in, that's when we can make real shifts. So you look at the Me Too movement, yeah. started off with two women, two women stepping up and saying this. And then this whole campaign of thousands, millions of women got behind it. And look at the men that we've outed. Look at the shifts that we've made. Look at the, the kind of results we've got. The same day with Laura Bates, same thing with Laura Bates' Everyday Sexism campaign. Yeah. It broke Twitter on the second day. The amount of women sharing their stories about what they were putting up with every day of their life and the things that she's kind of made happen. And then the most recent one that everyone's invited that uncovered all this sexual harassment yeah. going on in schools. And he's now forcing the government to do something about it. So it just shows, doesn't it? It, it, you know, it doesn't have to take a huge amount to, oh, yes. and, you know, oh, yes. and, and it's not necessarily about the person who strikes the match, is it? It's about the people that, yeah. the first few board. followers that get behind that. Yeah. They're the ones actually who really make the difference because without those first few followers, the tipping point doesn't come. You know, otherwise the person who raised it might as well be a lone nut. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we can be a first change. follower. We can affect change. That that those campaigns prove it, and they're just yeah. three. And if we add another 10, 15 minutes, we could probably find another fifty. Easy. You know, so they do work. That's the seat of power, and that's what we need to do. So we hope we've given you some food for thought there. Um, and helped you see the bigger picture definitely yeah and um actually in our final episode of this series so uh in two weeks time when episode six is released we'll be going on, on a high with this series because we'll be taking some time to take stock and really celebrate the achievements of some of the amazing women that we know that you know game changes. Um, yeah some of the game changes some of the game made changes. some of the big difference yeah. so uh, i hope you'll join us for that for a nice little whoop whoop celebration moment um because it is really important that we take the time to yeah. do celebrate that. our wins yeah absolutely there's many of them so yeah we Bye. will uh we'll see you see next you time you have been listening to jane and jodes on one until next time, remember, sisterhood matters. Together, we are bold, brave, fierce and unstoppable.